Do you have a spooky real-life ghost story that you'd like us to read out on the show? Or maybe you'd like us to take a musical look at your favourite horror film? Then drop us an email at ghostgiguk at gmail.com. sitting comfortably then let's begin hello everyone hello lovely people and welcome to episode number four of the ghost gig we hope we're doing well i hope we're doing well we hope you're doing well we're doing okay we're functional we are functional we're functional i think that's winning tiredness is playing part this evening more for vince than for me um but we hope we've all had a good week and um we hope you're enjoying listening to these episodes, fingers crossed. So, this week's film review is The <laughs> Boogeyman. <laughs> Boogeyman. Boogeyman, not The Boogeyman. No, no. Boogie Boogie spelled differently. Boogie, 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 you know, is what you don't blame things on. Okay. Boogie is spelled I-E. This is Boogeyman. <laughs> So, uh, not to be confused with nostril findings, though. Like, they don't <laughs> ever, re- they, don't, they never sneer towards you know anything nostril-based. Anyway, um, I'll try and give an overview without giving away my feelings, which is difficult. I don't know. I think it's Space, fine. I think people uh, have probably already guessed by now. <laughs> a, a child, a child has a night terror, which isn't a night terror. It is, you know, a, a paranormal being, terrifying being, um, and. It kills his father, but everyone just says the father ran off, and then it jumps to when the kids are growing up, and it's him dealing with this presence that comes back. Yes. I would say that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's it's him mostly dealing with yeah with this this thing that this is pursuing thing. him. Yeah. With some slight so, with some slight like throwbacks to why it's pursuing him, sort of. But, yeah. But yes. Yeah. That's 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 kind okay. of where we're at. Shall I go first then? Please do. Bum 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 My god this film was shit I can't believe I spent a night on watching it or watching it was just terrible the story totally predictable and not one jump scare in the whole sorry thing I was bored it made me tired been better to watch pain dry I'm sorry for suggesting it I'm sorry for the TV for showing it My God, this film was shit I can't believe I spent a night Watching it Watching it Although the acting was just terrible And the story totally predictable And not a whole jump scare in the whole sorry thing There was never a moment where I was lost I was more excited about doing the washing up There's no point in describing what went on on screen I can't be asked to remember honestly 
my god, this film was shite. There goes an entire night of my life. Of my life. Cause the acting was just terrible and the story totally predictable. And not one jump scare in the whole bloody thing. Not one moment of tension, not one shift, not one clever one-liner, not one twist. Boring, 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 one out of five. Don't waste your life on this pile of shite. Don't watch, trust me guys, just let it be. Keep a hold of your sanity. Don't watch, trust me guys, let it be. I think love violence on on ITV. Don't watch, trust me guys, just let it be. Watching it was close to harassment It's an hour and a half I won't get back And just beyond Totally crap There you go, that's what I thought of it Fair enough I couldn't even be asked to go into the story <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but no feedback I, no. Beyond the fact that you were angry I, just, I, I don't think it deserves it My, my, uh, yeah, my attention Apparently it deserves your ire Yes I can't even bloody remember. I don't even care what happened in it, you know? Fair it's enough. It's literally one of the worst films I've seen for a long, long time, since we went and saw The Nun. Oh, oh The Nun. It's up there with The Nun. Oh. I'm oh, sorry, we no, started that, See, that, that was improved by... You know, I need to show you the Father Ted episodes with <laughs> Father Jack about the nuns. Um, <laughs> it improves to. it, because that, that way, at least you have a funny association with nuns. <laughs> All right. Oh, Come well. on, then. Let's see yours. Okay. Weaver 
ever gets popular we <laughs> definitely get a YouTube channel because I think everyone just needs to see Vince's face when he was singing that we should play these at an open mic oh yeah do. well yeah we're going to an open mic next Thursday we go down really well. <laughs> <laughs> actually it might do it might <laughs> probably the one place anyway I digress yes it was the, one of the most shite films I'd ever seen I would actually say it's um, as bad as The Nun I would it was probably about as bad as The Nun it's about as unenjoyable yeah like, I have seen films I only thought were even less good actually but sometimes it was all because like when they get worse they get almost funny that they're yeah, so bad this yeah. just doesn't actually even make that point uh, so the nun uh, the nun actually did make me laugh in disbelief at how bad it was this didn't even this was just made me cross and I was just bored and I was just humphing like all the way through like oh it was incredibly paint by numbers but like I really really boring paint by numbers every single twist quotation marks there wasn't I, twists no, yeah. I predict I kept saying this is going to happen it was literally like the textbook of horror of crap horror films yeah um, yeah, it, it was. It was two-dimensional characters, yeah. especially the girlfriend who was just horrible. Yeah. Like I didn't, it, and then when she eventually disappeared or died, no one seemed to actually care. I kind of understood why, but like yeah. it did seem a little bit weird. All yeah. the dialogue was so so wooden. Yeah, I mean, I'm horrible. It was unpleasant. You, you, I'm horrible, but, you'd, but still people check, would, you'd still check for me, wouldn't you? Uh, absolutely, for, for a good five, <laughs> or ten, five or ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. And everyone else would be, you know, oh, a bit. Quite a bit fine, no, never mind. <laughs> and others would be a bit peeved, you know. A little bit peeved. But like, yeah, oh, just, I just didn't care about anyone. No, because they were all horrible and like well, just they were, you weren't given enough to, to care about it's anyway. Just boring. Um, and the one thing a horror film should not be is boring. No. It's a horror film. But when every time they spoke, I can't remember thinking, oh no, because it was so <laughs> flat and heavy. Yeah. It was. It, yeah, the main guy looked like he was going to cry the whole time, uh, yet yeah. it was made of wood. It was just... Like, he just wasn't... Yeah, so the acting was just like... Mm. It was like a, 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 you know, one of them machines in the hospital, like, beep, when someone's passed away. Yeah. Beep. Except, except the moments when it would decide that actually it was, was a music video, and, like, the editor got to go free, and it, there was a few points in there where he basically got to go free, or she got to go bonkers, yeah. and do all of that mid-2000s, hyper-edited, everything was glitchy, stuttering, like, screechy blip noises, and, yeah. like, glitchy video effects and like just jump cuts to like you know, obscene thing but only for like half a second yeah. and then someone screeching and then someone's eye and then you know uh, and then it go back to like a room yeah. and you'd be sitting there and uh, I can't even remember if we saw we do see the boogeyman don't, don't, we do we, see we it. do I, I don't remember him being particularly terrifying either I, I remember thinking it was quite good because they did actually do credit where it was due I do think they did a good job of not showing the bogeyman yeah until the climax because they and they don't like because clearly the filmmakers had actually watched Hitchcock you remember there's lots of quite blunt references to like oh, the yes. birds and, I forgot about that yeah and, and Psycho really, yes like, they, they stay in Bates Motel and things that but, like, was some... there's they, they studied they know what they're doing they, they yeah. don't show the monster for a really long time they only show the effect of the monster which is good yeah, that, was that, actually, that is to be applauded that was actually the one thing I enjoyed was picking up the Hitchcock references yeah, but yeah. that that was like but just it, me going oh 
Yes. They'll show a bird. It was a little bit even there. That it was put there for film students. Even that I predicted was like, oh, there'll be a bird. You know, oh, they're staying in a, in a hotel, like, or motel. Oh, I wonder if there'll be a bird if there was a bird. So yeah. I yeah. even predicted that. But even at the climax, like, the, the bogeyman only actually takes on forms of things that have scared our protagonist whose name I don't even remember. No. Um, you never actually see its true form, I realised. Mm. You only ever see things that it's trying to be to be scary. Right. So we still learn at the end, even when it's been shown, it's been shown a few times in its different yeah. iterations of trying to be a scary thing. Yeah, don't know, um, don't care. We don't know what it actually looks like, which is... I, you know, uh, it's, it's kind it's, of credible, and oh, some yeah. of the some some of the visuals are quite scary, I don't but just not scared. very. Well, you'd have to be scared, to, but they were scary. If I was sitting there, just, I was sitting there, her own thing. By, <laughs> by that by that long, you are bored. Oh, so you're like, so oh, thank bored. goodness, something's happening, and it's almost yeah. over. I think I think um, I think it, it came to a point where it, I thought it had finished, and it hadn't, and there was another twenty minutes, and I was like, oh, for God's sake, <laughs> no more, please. But, but there was other nice touches though, because the What's so. That? There was the only a subtle thing. So the um, the main character earlier on, before his, his backstory has been shown particularly, we see the inside of his flat, and there's no cupboard doors on his kitchen anywhere. He has open uh, shelves because he's scared of doors and doorknobs. Apparently, he is terrified of doorknobs. Um, he seems to spend most of his time coming to terms with their very existence. Well, you know those those brass um, ones. If you touch them and then you put your finger in your mouth, your hand tastes all funny. So okay, then maybe that's what that. you're scared of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he also doesn't own a wardrobe. He had all his clothes on a clothes rail. There, there, there were nice little touches. They had thought it through, but it felt like there was only those I bits they thought through. I feel like that might have like, been the work experience person going, oh, can we try this? And we'll be like, oh, yeah, but, you know, hidden away in the background. No, I, I don't know. I, I think that probably was intentional. But I just, I do wish they... They tried a bit as hard as hard with some through, of the other. It didn't filter through no. to the script or the story or the acting, unfortunately. No, the acting was. I mean, I can forgive flat. Any one of those things being bad could have still carried it through. But yeah. The others were just. They were all stuck together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, the I characters were all uninteresting and not very nice. And yeah, uh, yeah. You had no reason to care about any of them yeah. for so, any yeah, particular reason. Yeah, I mean, you're reason. right. Those little touches were good, but. Yeah, a guy not having a cupboard is not a reason to watch it, I don't think, unfortunately. No, it's not, no. And he meets up with his old, like, high school friend, and you're, you're never quite sure whether they're high school sweethearts or not. Then you just sort of ignore it. Then he runs off with her at the end because his girlfriend got taken by the bogeyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, his girlfriend just kind of disappears and he goes, oh, well, here's another one. I'll just... Yeah, you know. kind of. <laughs> it, like, it was, yeah. Well, you're nearby. Uh, you believe me, don't you now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for dragging yeah. you into this. Yeah, he, does, I mean, he doesn't even say that. Well, cause he just, he just in, stands there looking mopey. She was interested in him and he said, no, because I've got a girlfriend. Then his girlfriend gets killed. So he's all about, like, oh, well, you fancy me. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, you're up for it, weren't you? I'm free now. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, half an hour ago when you were... <laughs> yeah, when you were trying it on and I embarrassingly rejected you. Well, guess what? It's your lucky day. Yeah. Well, at least well, you went away with the one who wasn't a complete yeah. bitch. That's realistic of men anyway. So. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, um, if I died and, you know, or disappeared into the bath or whatever she did, you'd be out there going, hello. Yeah, she was please. swallowed by the bathtub, wasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> no explanation. Yeah. Kind of like, there's, that, there's a lot I, of the hallmarks like, of the I film. I feel like that was a, he had like a vision or a dream where she was in the bath and it wasn't even a real thing. He was just like 
hallucinating or something or having some kind of weird time trip and then she she was in the bath and then she vanished but we don't actually know if that happened or if she just kind of I, I think off. well that point yeah you're, we are left in that unsure state as to not knowing what was dreamt yeah. which early on is quite obvious and then which bits are him going insane because yeah. you do get that feel that his mind does unravelling during the in film in some films like Shutter Island it's great and you're like ooh I don't know what's right what's real what's not I really want to know but this I'm just like I don't care I just I, I want to watch League of Gentlemen or uh, Inside Number Nine instead. Fair enough. It's Inside Number Nine we were going to watch. I was like, I want to watch Inside Number Nine. This is crap. So yeah, it's crap. Don't watch it. On the plus side, we did watch Inside Number Nine afterwards, and it was very good. Yes. So you know. Yeah, watch Inside Number Nine, everyone. Yeah. There's like if you haven't already, series, just just go watch, watch it. it. Yeah. If you're outside sure. the UK, go get a VPN and. Yeah, honestly. Go on so iPlayer. Good. It's all there. It's it's, it's it's all good. Very weird, but watch it if you like horror. Watch it. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, that's, that's I think fair. I've moaned enough about that film. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you saved it there with the recommendation as well, so <laughs> yeah. I don't feel bad. Um, um, yeah, apologies to Vince because I chose it and it was awful. So, so uh, I'll exact my revenge in some kind of culinary fashion, probably. <laughs> well, Vince can choose the next film, so hopefully he'll, he'll, he will be wiser choice. He probably that. won't. <laughs> so we are now going to move on to our story uh, for this episode. And uh, just for the foreseeable, I'm going to be doing these as Vince is a bit bogged down at work. So I very kindly said that I will take this on. You saint. Yes, I know I'm a saint. Um, Hopefully uh, Vince will have some in the future when things have calmed down a bit. But for now you have my dulcet tones telling stories, which, you know, it's what everyone wants anyway really, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's what I prefer. (laughs) I prefer listening to you than to me any day. Yeah. Well, you know, don't get too scared. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh. Hmm. All right, I feel bad now. Anyway, um, so I'm going to um, open this up with uh, a personal experience. And this is, um, if you live sort of in the south of England, you may well know about this, uh, these stories or, you know, this kind of place that I'm going to talk about. Um, so I'm going to go back a few years. And this is back when I was still with my ex who I... I think I spoke about in the last episode, uh, Mr. X, as we'll call him. Um, And he had family sort of over Dartford, Maidstone Way. Mm -hmm. And we were driving, I I don't know, I can't remember where we were going, but we were driving around that area. Um, And it was quite late at night and it was pouring with rain. Um, And we'd been somewhere, like, had had a nice time, we were chatting, laughing, you know, high spirits. And I remember we were just driving um, and as we went on, I started feeling really, really uncomfortable for absolutely no reason. I don't know why. I just felt like this thing kind of washed over me, um, like a kind of sensation of dread just starting from my stomach, coming up to my like my head. And it just it felt really unpleasant. And the further we went on, the more this feeling of dread and fear just grew and grew and grew and grew. Um, and I started to feel like there was something in the back seat, and I kept looking around and thinking, "What is there something in the back seat? Or you know, is is someone following us?" Or and um, eventually, I just said, "I feel really, really, really uncomfortable. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm sorry. I, I just feel." And he went, "Oh yeah, no, we're driving over Bluebell Hill." I'd not heard of Bluebell Hill before. I didn't know what the legend was or anything like that. Nope. So. Um, yeah, Bluebell Hill is apparently really famous for hauntings, and it's kind of uh, in the in Medway area. Um, and the fact that I had sort of picked up on this 
you know and I literally felt terrified for absolutely no reason there was this horrible kind of sense of dread basically um, I was picturing you know sort of someone jumping out from the back seat uh, I don't know but um, obviously I'm going to tell the, the story of Bluebell Hill now have you do you know much about it have you heard much about it no, I've no. never even heard of Bluebell Hill. Okay. I've heard of the Bluebell Railway, which okay. is not there. No, it's not. No, I mean that's quite old. There might be stuff on there. There might be. We should we should ask uh, the people who work there. I, well, anyway. I, know, I know they do murder mysteries on there. That would be quite fun. Yeah. Anyway, anyway yeah. So yeah, no, I've never heard of Bluebell Hill. No. Yeah. So yeah, what what happened on Bluebell Hill then? What's so, what's the source of well, this disturbance? Well, good thing you have asked because I have done a bit of research into Bluebell Hill. Um, so. Uh, we are going back to, I believe, the 60s. Um, so in November, in the mid-60s, I'm not sure what year specifically. So Susan Brown and her friends tragically died in a car crash. The 24-year-old was returning from a hen night and her car spun out of control, colliding with a Jaguar heading the other way. She was due to marry um, her husband the next day. Despite common belief that she died on the road, it was actually her friend Judith who passed away, and Susan died uh, a few days later in Maidstone Hospital. The tragedy has left a mysterious legacy, with unexplained visions being reported throughout the 60s and 70s at the site, although ghostly sightings are said to date back even further to the 30s, which is interesting. Okay, so that's on top of something else that... Yeah, so it sounds like it was something already there to me pre-reported yeah but not properly yeah so basically the, the main the main instance seems to be a bride appearing in the road and either she runs into the road and the car hits her or she runs waving her arms and sort of saying help me help me and they let her in the car and then she disappears which scares the absolute shit out of me the thought of someone being in the car and disappearing or appearing in the back seat or hitting for some reason you know I don't scare easily but this this story really freaks me out I don't know why it's the thought of like because you've been there oh yeah that probably is why it scares you I sensed it without even knowing what was going on um so obviously we've got some encounters uh, from this. So, um, so I have here the ghost of Bluebell Hill is one of the most famous ghost stories to ever come to Kent. I mean, bearing in mind this is um, comparing to Pluckley, which is the most haunted village in England, which I'm sure we'll have a look at at some point. You know, so this is pretty much up there. You know, it's been reported in a number of national newspapers over the years with many repeat experiences. Unexpecting motorists have witnessed a, a woman running in front of their car late at night, often locking eyes with them and then being hit and then vanishing. As you do, yeah. No evidence of a collision has ever been found, and nor has there ever been a victim found either. No mention of a wedding dress there, though. No, but because of... um, So this is the previous... Because the bride died... Well, she died before her wedding, so why would she be wearing a wedding dress? She was due to be married. Because you mentioned that she was running around in a wedding dress. I thought someone has run around in a wedding dress there. Did I say that? You did. I'm so sorry. Although you know. Oh, she's. A, if I said that, I got confused because she's a bride to be. Yes, which is yeah. why I was a little. I was going to ask why is she in a wedding dress uh, the night before okay. a wedding. So I've won. I mean, it's, I mean, it's getting mileage out of clothing. Yeah. That's just sensible. So I've, run, I've, had a, I've had a couple of beers, so I might be talking crap. Though, I don't know if in the sixties that was still a dumb thing. <laughs> no, um, so she was a bride to be. So just to clarify, she was a bride. I think I was getting mixed up with Corpse Bride there, which is a great film. We should review that. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. Uh, I love Corpse Bride. I think you might be getting a bit confused with that, though. Yes. Yeah. Um, so as well there's been reports of a ghost jumping in front of cars and also experience of female hitchhikers so motorists pull over to pick her up 
um, only for it to dis- disappear in the back seat after setting off. So here are some of um, some reports of like eyewitnesses to this ghost. Okay, so there's one called Rochester Man in 1969. So four years after the initial accident. Um, a man on his way home from Rochester late at night saw two pedestrians walking towards him and then they suddenly disappeared. On another occasion, he witnessed the pedestrians again walking across the road. However, this time the car drove straight through them. God, can you imagine that? Imagine the panic. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, well, uh, 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 oh no. You'd be so traumatised, wouldn't you? And confused. Yeah. Well, it doesn't take much with you, does it? I, I think I think that thinking you've hit someone and then realising there's nothing on the car is going to be confusing to anyone. Yeah, yet. well, it's like, um, I remember a few episodes back where I saw the white cat being hit. Well, obviously I wasn't driving, but I saw it being hit and I was just so horrified at seeing a cat being run over and then it wasn't there. It's very bizarre. Um, this next one's, uh, the name's a bit, a bit funny. This is someone called Mr. Goodenough. That's a fake. I don't know if maybe his wife called him that. I don't know. Well, like, good for him, but that would mean that she was Mrs. Good Enough. That sounds derogatory. Calling someone good enough. Well, that's what I'm it? saying. Good mm. enough. <laughs> anyway. So, Mr. and Mrs. They'll do. Yeah, it's Mr. And Mrs. Well, this is Morris Good Enough. I mean, maybe we'll call him Morris. Might be easier. I think. I think Morris is. Uh, Let's see what Morris has to say. Okay, so in the early hours of the 13th of July, 1974, Morris, a bricklayer from Rochester, was driving through Bluebell Hill when a young girl dropped out, dropped out, jumped out in front of his car. He said, the girl just walked out in front of me and from the edge of the road. My car hit her with a hell of a bang. Which is interesting, because mm. she didn't go through the car. She first just, first mention we've heard yeah, of a bang here. She actually impacted. So was this the same... A event occurring, or is this actually a person who hit that one? Well, we, you know, yeah, we don't. Well, so there's more. He jumped out of the car to help her, who he found lying in the road, so she was there, with a cut to her forehead and grazes on her knees. He covered her with a blanket and tried to wave down passers by, but no one would stop. He thought it would be unwise to try and move her, so he rushed off to a police station to report what happened. When they returned to the scene, they found nothing but the blanket that he'd placed over her. The search was called in a nearby area, but there was no success. Um, the search then resumed at dawn with tracker dogs, but no scent tracks or blood was ever found. A check on hospital admissions, as well as a newspaper appeal for the missing girl, was carried out, but no one stepped forward. Morris was interviewed by the world, uh, the News of the World, um, and he was obviously still shaken and adamant that he had hit a girl. I'm not going mad, he said, but where did she vanish? I'm still shaking from the experience. The press jumped to the assumption that the girl must have been a ghost to me. <laughs> I like that. Like it's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to tell you. She could have been like she could have just been not very injured and crawled away, couldn't she? Really? I mean, well, it is possible. Yes. Yeah. Just the last bit. Their research uh, about the incident. Um, in 1965, as well as the legend of the hitchhiking ghost, resulted in the conclusion that the girl must have been a ghost. The fact that it was a girl, her appearance in the vicinity of the 1965 crash and her vanishing after the incident, and the fact that Mr. Goodenough's car wasn't damaged, all point to the conclusion that it was a ghost. Interesting, his car wasn't damaged. Then. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes me think it might be paranormal. Something other than a person who yeah. wasn't, oh. otherwise I'd just be like he hit her and she wasn't that badly hurt. Yeah he went she away because he didn't, didn't get you know yeah. mobile reception in the 70s um, <laughs> and yeah she's oh you know what that's annoying but he's only driving 20 miles an hour I'm going to go home and have to sleep it off. Yeah I and mean she might have been lucky and not 
not been that badly injured. But if he hit with a hell of a bang and there was no damage to her car... His car, yes. Yeah, that's why... Yeah, his car. As I said, I've had a couple of beers, so bear with me. Um, that's interesting. You, There would definitely be a mark, wouldn't there? I'd imagine so, yeah. Uh, Your bumper would have a dent or something, especially if it made that kind of a yeah. noise. Yeah. Oh, if you hit, you know, weird. if you, like, accidentally back into a lamppost or something, or something, there, there was always a little bit of a mark or something. So if you hit a human being, there's going to be, like... You'd have a dent or something, wouldn't you? There would be like something. Bumper, yeah. So that that's the only thing that would make me be like, oh, that's interesting, you know. Um, next story. Ghost Girls, seen again. This was in 1992, so we're actually, you know, not... Well, I mean... Just about in my lifetime, but... Uh, the late... So, late one Saturday evening in November, Ian Sharp, was, who was a coach driver, was on his way home to Maidstone when a young woman appeared directly in front of his vehicle at Bluebell Hill. The woman strangely stared right in his eyes before he hit her, with um, her body going under the bonnet. Mortified, he slammed on his brakes and jumped out to help the woman. I thought I'd killed her, he said. You can't imagine how it felt. I was so scared to look underneath, but I knelt down and looked straight through. There was nothing there. He then looked around the vehicle and sat at the side of the road, but found no one. So sure of hitting the woman, he went to the police station to tell them about the incident. These police officers must be getting sick of all these people coming in. <laughs> it's a ghost, it's fine. Barry, it's another one. <laughs> it's a ghost. Um, aware of the area and its reports, the police went on to explain the legend that surrounds the area. So they just been like, oh, it's fine, it's a ghost. Nevertheless, the police returned with him to the scene and sure enough, the search was fruitless. Um, Ian Sharp later described it as the most terrifying experience of his life. Um, also that month um, two motorists reported hitting a woman with a red scarf on Bluebell Hill and again the area was searched and no bodies were ever found so that was obviously a a hot spot or a hot spot month for things there's a couple more accounts here Um, there's one about um, someone on Christmas Eve driving an ambulance back um and noticing a person appearing to be wearing a wedding dress. Here we go. So there was one at the wedding dress sighting. Um, Step out into the road. Um, He says, I slowed down and my mate leant out the cab window and asked her where she was going at this time of night. All she wanted was a lift, so I jumped out and opened the rear of the um, ambulance door and she got in. We drove to Rochester. I turned my head and called out to her, but the ambulance was empty. So she was wearing a wedding dress. But I would have thought that would be a different ghost. To Why? It's the same area, isn't it? I know, but they said they had sightings even before the That's initial true. car yeah. crash. Because the girl that died, the famous one, she died before her wedding. So, and then she went to wherever you go after you die and got a wedding dress after that. I don't know. <laughs> it seems a bit bizarre, that one. <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to get married... I don't know, maybe it's back to, oh, well, I've bought the dress now. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, I'm going to wear it. I'm going to go wear it and scare the shit out of people. I mean, I would. <laughs> you can imagine me. Can't it's you? definitely very sinister. There's something hanging around there going, I know what's going to scare people. Yeah. Um, cool. So those are, like, obviously all the accounts, they're all quite similar. It's the other thing, like, all the accounts are quite similar. And they, obviously, people who don't know each other and it's years apart. Mm, that's the yeah, other thing true. that's, like, interesting, yeah. you know. Um, 
Another interesting thing is that in 2014, um, a woman called Sonia Roseman wanted to make a film about Bluebell Hill. Um, and she says, um, I think it frightens people way too much to talk about it, but there are still things going on. So she tried to make this film on the 50th anniversary of the crash. Um, Which crash, sorry? The, uh, the initial the, crash, the okay, first one. Yeah. So she said, um, paranormal teams went up there and picked up weird stuff. They had this device that meant you could hear ghosts and it picked up some voices screaming and shouting for help um, of the lady who was killed in the initial first crash. Um, I think the whole place is tragic and there's such bad feeling there. So Miss Roseman filmed shots for her movie along the road and carried out extensive research into the history of the area. She added, there had been a motorcycle crash days just before filming. So this was in 2014. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is still going on. When I was... This is the bit I find crazy. When I was researching it, I put up pictures in, in my kitchen of um, the roads and the research and, you know, old clippings from when the accident happened. And just days later, my flat burnt down, but the pictures weren't destroyed. I thought, I've just got to make this film. I like that she kind of... <laughs> was like I'm gonna do it, you know. Sort this. It's like saying the fire crew came out from her smouldering part yeah. of what used to be her life and said, "It's okay. We found a handful of photos." Yeah, but <laughs> no. The fact the photos survived, everything else was destroyed. The photos survived, and most people would go, "Holy shit! I'm gonna leave this alone. This is obviously something that's not meant for me." But instead of that, she went and made the film. I, I don't know if we can find the film. I'd love to see it. It'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. But yeah, she... Do we know what it was called? She was... Uh, the Haunting of Bluebell Hill. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a look. Hmm. Um, but... Probably not, probably not to write a song review about, but... I'm no, but, anyway. you know, it's, you know it's, it's, it's a local legend, isn't it, really? Um, and, no, I'm just impressed that she just was like, well, I'm going to make it now, even more, you know? <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. That is um, that's the legend of Bluebell Hill. I don't have any thoughts on that. I mean, I've been driving. Oh, it's funny because um, the the uh, I'm in a newish band, and uh, we were told we have to drive over Bluebell Hill a fair bit to get to rehearsals. And um, the um, guy who uh, who gives me lifts will always say, "We're going to go over Bluebell Hill now. Are you prepared?" And I always have to, you know, get ready to <laughs> shout say, at one. I always say, "Don't tell me." I say, "Don't tell me," because my sense of direction and me remembering where I am is is terrible. So if he doesn't tell me, I don't know. But I'll generally. Well, this way, if someone jumps in front of the car in a wedding dress or a red veil or some combination of the two or an ambulance, even. Um, you'll go oh it's alright just keep going she's fine yeah. she won't be there in a moment are you planning to dress up in a red dress or what no, no I'm going to dress as an ambulance <laughs> that'd be terrifying <laughs> you suddenly appear in the road Nino <laughs> um, anyway yeah so any any thoughts on that any closing thoughts I mean it's a good story if anything yeah yeah that's a good collection of stories yeah it is interesting though that they're all very similar, but they're all sort of fifty years spanning. 50 along, years. along a one road on this on this you one pretty hill, pretty much yeah, hmm. all in the same sort of spot. Yeah, Ooh. I know, and you wouldn't know it like so. I've driven over it recently quite regularly, and you would not. I'm know. sure it doesn't happen to everyone. That no, would be a bit, really, a bit much. I mean, there's not much sign. No, but you think I don't know. I sort of thought they might be some kind of signpostage or something. They're not going to put a signpost for something like that, or are just they? Bluebell Hill or something Because it's like not that. something that... Firstly, they wouldn't want to advertise, but also, like, that would be distracting for people mm. when they should be concentrating on the road. Yeah. Especially true. if someone's going to be running in front of their car. Yeah. You know. But where? 
possible ghost sighting in the car. <laughs> it's one thing when it's, you know, the sign with a deer on it. I don't think it's going to be the same thing if it's a ghost. That happened to my mum. A deer jumped on my mum's car. Again, that's not really spooky. No, but that, that illustrates my point that if uh, that guy had rammed into a woman, like a flesh and blood woman, in a car... His car would have been damaged. Yes. Because my mum's car was destroyed after that deer's job. I mean, uh, deer are big. They are. They and, are. And they go fast if they go in the wrong direction. Like that's, yeah. yeah, they are, but it's 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 illustrating. Like, mm. if you hit a human, if you hit a deer, if you hit a human, I mean, yes, humans are smaller, generally. Yes. But it's still going to make a mark. It's it definitely going to make a mark. So, the thing that Even on a well-built car from that era. Yeah, normally I'd say people are kind of... The guy, I'd say he's hit a, that guy who sounds like he actually hit someone and then she crawled off but the only thing that makes me wonder is the fact there was no markings on his car mm. and the fact that his story is so similar to everyone else who saw it but they never found a body they never found any blood you know none of the no vehicles were dead. yeah it was very very interesting that what know. I do like is there's definitely some inconsistency with like the way that it, it so some people they you know they pull over and they look behind and there's nothing there. Some Oof. there's something there and they go and they yeah. put a blanket over her and yeah. they talk to her and tell her where they, you know, nurse her wounds and then she goes. Very sometimes she gets in the car. She's fucking with people, isn't she? She's oh, like, she's got oh, a sense of humour. I give her that. What should I do with this one? You know. Yeah. It's like wow, it's been a few days. Yeah. I'm, a bit, I'm a bit bored. Yeah. I'll just uh, or I'm a bit tired. I think I'll just sort of you know just appear for this one. But I won't oh, where, do that where's my whole... wedding dress gone? I'll yeah. put that on today. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, oh, no, I mean, I don't know why, but it does freak me out a little bit. And I know if I was, I mean, I'm yet to pass my test, but if I was to drive, I think I would end up in a ditch somewhere if that happened to me. What about you? Well, I'd be in the ditch as well, because I'd be in the car with you, and then you'd drive into the ditch, and it'd be not a great night. No, no, she'd probably be in the car with us as well. Yeah, she'd be laughing at us, so it'd be right. No. Anyway, I mean, yeah, so... Any final thoughts? No? Let's not drive along that that stretch of road okay. for a little bit. Okay. She might hear this. She might do. Because she might have recently signed up to Apple Podcasts. Oh. Which we've now, we've now just appeared on, apparently. That's a very um, smooth See, you see, I've swung this around <laughs> here. I mean, obviously she had Spotify before that, and yeah. she had iHeartRadio and the other prominent platforms like Google, but, you know, actually she was always yeah. an Apple fan. Uh, I wonder if she went so, so now all of a sudden we're available on Apple does finally. she also know that we've got a couple of reviews on there as well does she know like, that I mean I assume that she'd scroll down and see it yeah so that'd be that'd be you know good for her so she she would seek us out and she should also know that if she would like to leave us a review we'd be very grateful like a nice one if you think it's terrible then fair play but you know just keep that to yourself <laughs> <laughs> fair enough yeah um yeah so um that was a very smooth move. Yes, we are now available on Apple Podcasts. So uh, congratulations if you're listening to us on Apple. Yeah, woohoo. Well done. Go you. Give us a review, give us a listen, give us a share. And as you know, um, said at the beginning of the episode, you can email us now if you have any uh, film requests to review or any stories you'd like to send in. So do drop us a message. Um, we would be very, very happy to hear from you. We would, we would. Really, really happy. I think that is all I have time for. So, yeah. unless you have anything to add, Vince? It's probably best I don't. No. <laughs> I guess we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.